previously on the Dave and Steve show. I now own a ring camera that I bought for about a hundred bucks that hangs in front of my door. And when the driver from Amazon comes up to deliver my packages, I can see he has a tattoo on his neck that reads, I love vaginas. Yeah, that's, uh, oh. that's uh, a lot better than the butt quiver. My sister's now standing at the, at the customer spot as though she's about to pay for something. She's got a brother standing on one side of the sky and a drunk lady standing on the other. I've found great success in making sure that our guests never hear who we are. And I just sort of ride this guy to the ground, okay? So now I'm on top of this guy on the ground. Tiggy Wickles Wildlife Hospital in Haddenham, Buckinghamshire. I'm just saying, you know, stay calm, stay calm, knock it off, hold still. And the next thing I know, I've got a gun pointed at the back of my head. Ghost forest tree farts. Right, so we got the birds at Tiggy Wiggles, <laughs> and uh, we, we were able to get the curry and turmeric off of him. He grabbed a two-sided axe, he said, overhand axe out of his yard with axe blades on both sides. Tracy, you started raw sewage. I get, like, okay, something's going on with raw. But why gunshots and axes? So being at home, it's not so much picking your bread. It's more of an open face shit sandwich. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so you called her drunk lady. I got caught up in the moment. I don't know. So zebra striped gum, half a feral Sunday. The the only uh, hole that really hurt that day was the one in the back of my hand. All right, Steve, what'd you do last week? There there was not a lot of activity last week. Mm. Nothing good. Yeah. I, you know, I try to get in adventures. I try to, you know, I, you I, know? I tried to, I tried to start some shit at a mini mart. Show number 62 of the Dave and Steve show. I am Dave sitting right alongside me. I'm here 27 miles away is Steve. Starting shit at Mini Mart since 1987. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom, Tracy. It is so warm. There's no way I'm going to be wearing all my clothes by the end of the show. Off Woo! and running on show number 62. What was that? That was like two or three weeks ago. We had a little heat snap, and uh, I told oh, you guys I after, after yes. we went off the air, I told you that I had casually, because you can't see me from the waist down, I had casually slipped my, my shorts off. Uh, <laughs> So that I was just wearing boxers at that point, but you guys couldn't tell. And I did it so slowly. It actually took uh, several minutes to slow. Now Steve's just taking his shirt right off. It's off. Steve is topless. For, this is a first on the David Steve it really show. Is. It's the it's first better. topless uh, male. It's better. Guy. It's yeah. better. He, he is. He is absolutely. It's no joke. He is absolutely topless. And he's. He's raising himself just enough so that we can see one of his nipples. So this is already the most uncomfortable start to a show ever. That was the the oval one. But, but we are we are we're on the cusp of uh, some crazy heat. We're starting to get hot. Things are starting to heat up in this area. Uh, we're also Tracy. I wanted to lead off with this. We're also yeah. rocking and rolling right into the Fourth of July. Which for those of you who don't or maybe don't know, it's Tracy's favorite holiday. You know, and it it still remains, but um, we're this is this is going to be hard. You've you've really kind of touched on a a tough subject right now because 
where we are in the unincorporated part of our county, they've uh, they've kind of outlawed fireworks. Now, the fireworks that I light off have already been outlawed forever, so yeah. it's only a degree to which I want to uh, receive a fine or perhaps jail time or something. I don't know, but in a way, it's like uh, it's not that big of a surprise because it's like, but it's like taking the Christmas tree away from Christmas. For yeah, me. yeah. Do you now? Do you have a gauge on your neighbors? Meaning, if you were to light off some hardcore illegal fireworks, would they turn you in? I have some nine one one callers in my neighborhood, but my immediate neighbors are fairly cool about it. But um, this is this is hard to know what to do. Do I ha have I been a good enough neighbor to spend this equity throughout the year? Because this is something that was like voted on recently. I didn't know, and so you know, like all the jackassery I've you know have been doing in the neighborhood for all year, I don't know that I can. I have enough equity to spend. Well, I on, think uh, if if people listen to the show and they understand that you shoveled the walk for that naked right. nurse. <laughs> yeah exactly oh that's actually a, that is actually a fair point um yeah well, she better the, not call 911 on you oh, that's for sure after that work that, i will i will let her know i'll do I'll, let me yell out the window to her right now the problem tracy uh, is this the worst case scenario would happen the first time so they banned fireworks you can't light up fireworks we're having extremely hot dry weather right now mm-hmm this would be the time when you choose to light off fireworks and really buck the system that you will light something on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and <laughs> the, the thing is, though, is that I have this is this is tough because like we do a lot of cleanup on the neighborhood on the next day. So July 5th is a big cleanup day and we don't clean up just in front of our house. We clean up everywhere. And because that's sort of like that's the way to kind of get our neighbors to kind of at least understand that we take responsibility for some of this. We don't do it too late. Yep. So it's not past yep. like one o'clock in the morning. A lot sure, of people sure. neighbor, you know, in, in, in neighboring neighborhoods, they, they do, uh, but we don't. And uh, so, I, I mean, I get it. I get why people voted. Uh, the whole County got to vote whether the, our part of the County got, yeah. Yeah, band. I love that. They're like, well, you know, we can't do it, so why should they? So thank you for that. <laughs> we can't um, do it, so why should they? That's... It was. Listen, it was, and I, I didn't, I didn't vote on this, so uh, I didn't vote to ban the fireworks. But I will say, for the last couple of years, it's gotten pretty gnarly in terms of the house fires and in terms of the. We had somebody who lit off a sparkler bomb that was so large it shattered all the car windows around it, and between like. We just have so many jackasses, and what I'm worried about is not the yous of the world, the Tracys mm -hmm. of the world. I'm worried about people the coming Steves off of, of the world. People, just come, yeah, people coming off a pandemic, being all pent up with several reasons for being frustrated over the last year, and just taking their aggressions out on lighting off every single thing that they can afford at once. Right, and so I mean, but what you're gonna, what you are going to have is that the people who the the people who are going to be lighting off fireworks are the ones who now truly don't care, and so and they will be doing it on private property or other property that's not, you know, theirs, and it'll be more covert. And uh, I mean, who knows what'll happen, but. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I'm unclear if this is going to turn into uh, where neighbor is pitted against neighbor, but 
I mean, it, it could be looking at uh, my, my wife. I, I don't follow social media anymore, really. So my wife has been kind of doing a, a gauge of the temperature of the neighborhood. And there's there's some people that are have 9-1 already dialed and just waiting right. for the third sure, one sure, to sure. go. So it's hard to know. Because you yeah. haven't been keeping up on social media, you should also know that your wife is now looking into lash extensions now that she's gotten her LASIK surgery. So I just wanted to give you that update as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Lash extensions. Yeah. So, so I mean, if that, that's a that's a very modest way of uh, of of improving yourself. But uh, if she's if she has that kind of mindset, I have a small list of things she can work on. <laughs> <laughs> You were going to say, Steve. <laughs> Great. I, I'm not following that. Um, so I, I know that they've banned them, but it looks like they're still selling them. Yeah. So, so. Stands everywhere. I mean, there I, I don't see a single spot that didn't have a stand last year that, or that had a stand last year that doesn't this year. Like they're all like, still there. All drugs are illegal. The war on drugs is still going on, but you can get heroin at 7-Eleven. Wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, seriously, if you want to curb the, the spread of fireworks, like how about no stands? I know people will still drive to get them elsewhere. We've got a lot of Native American reservations and things of that nature in the area where people go to get the big boom booms anyway. But for the people who were just going to get in their car and drive down to the, the stand in their mini mart parking lot, if that's gone... Like you're right, Steve. It is weird that those are still around, but the, the actual you can buy them. You just can't use them. You use them at home in the tub. Right. Totally. That makes sense. And that's. I I can tell. I can tell. Tracy is just fuming about this. And Tracy, this is where you and I Mm -hmm. differ as far as at some point you're going to yell. No, I get it, Dave. You hate America, and I love it. Like you will. You will pull it. You will (laughs) get. I do have that chamber. You actually. (laughs) But uh. I just I, listen. I I'm totally fine. Neighbors and things like that. If they want to light off fireworks, go nuts. We watch them every year. We we look at the fireworks. I am not a firework person. I've said this before. I I I literally feel like I'm burning money. Like I'm just burning a pile of money that happens to be giving off a couple of sparks in the meantime. But I've just never understood the the firework thing. Even I've said this too. We like when we went to Disneyland. Disneyland obviously has big fireworks displays. I told my family, look up at the fireworks, hold each other's hands, daisy chain to me, and I will walk us through the park and we can get to the ride we want to get to while everybody's staring up at the fireworks because I just don't care. They don't they don't float my boat. And frankly, I don't know what does anymore. I feel like uh, there's really not anything that floats. I'm just a bitter old person. Well, I, I mean, as young as I can remember, uh, fireworks displays and just and lighting them off just had some kind of um excitement in in me that i am not able to really kind of put to words it just they kind of clicked with me very early and i and i really enjoy it so there you go do you want to add the part about me hating america oh well the other part of that really is i think as uh, john adams once famously said if you don't light off fireworks you're a jackass that hates america and probably loves france <laughs> right and so <laughs> I just for a I while watched... that was the only thing John Adams and Je- Thomas Jefferson like agreed on. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. What makes this all the more ridiculous is Steve just throughout the course of a show he will just he'll strike poses. We all do it. If we're not on mic, we've got our hands behind our head. We're lean back. We're doing whatever we're doing. He's doing all the same things because he's just casually listening. But he's topless, and so it's just a and topless. Maybe how come you can't say topless for a guy? Why is that weird? 
You can. Topless sounds weird though. Me saying that you're topless versus shirtless. It just... But some guys, some guys can do topless, and I think Steve does. I think. Um, yeah, I'm topless. But... I'm not shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> right. I... <clears throat> hey, I Steve. Feel, I feel good about it. <laughs> Besides taking your shirt off, what'd you do last week? Oh, it was a big week. It was a big week for me. Um, I, 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 Father's Day. We there is so uh, you you guys are fathers too. You you guys both have little ones. Sure do. <laughs> Well, sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, Father's Day. Um, it's Zach's first week um, out of school, so he's figuring that out, and he promptly signed up for more school. So he's he's doing a a course that he has to wake up um, at six a.m. on Monday, um, and and work for three hours because the school that he's signed up with is going out of um, the e uh, East Coast time. So that's that's cool. Um, I, I had a had a birthday this week. Um, really? And, uh, yeah, it was great. And You've we never heard um, about that. Oh, it was it was fabulous, Tracy. We made homemade ceviche. It was uh, it was really really great. And my family uh, got me one of the one of the nicest, most thoughtful gifts um, I think I've ever received. And and it's a coupon to go feed the giraffes at the zoo oh. and i am so excited but it doesn't happen until october so they oh. they don't they don't open that up until october and i am so excited to go feed the giraffes steve i'll rattle can one of the horses that's across the road from me you can do it right now i have no you, problem <laughs> i have no problem you, can you get the pattern right because it's very specific <laughs> yeah, right yeah <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Father's Day. I mean, I kind of forgot about Father's Day, not because we didn't do anything or anything like that. It was just a I'm not I'm not big on my birthday, let alone Father's Day. Like I, I, it, it is one of those days that they try to, you know, do, we, do you want some cards? Do you want us to get you some stuff? And I always just say the same thing. Like, let me barbecue because I like to barbecue anyway. Let me barbecue some food and we'll just sit out and eat the food and it's nice weather and enjoy ourselves. So it, we didn't we didn't do much for Father's Day. Did you guys actually do anything? No, uh, no, the the words Father's Day actually were never even uttered in the in the home. Oh, perfect. Uh, and so it was. Uh, I've, and I'm perfectly fine with that. There's, I have a, I have a really hard time uh, faking anything. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, also, so, except for my my four year old did get a pass, but I have said, look, this is, this isn't a real holiday. You don't don't patronize me with some half-ass attempt at honoring me. I don't want that. In fact, if you just ignored it completely, it would feel a lot better than just a sloppily drawn something that I'm supposed to pretend to be happy about. So let's just uh, cut the crap. And if you do something nice and be thoughtful about it and make it meaningful, something that I would share on a podcast, or just just forget it exists, and so they've chosen to forget it exists, and I'm happy to also. This has been keeping it real with Tracy. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, uh, so we did like a a work party because there, a bunch of people in the family have birthdays around Father's Day, so we went down and did some yard work, um, and uh, that was it was nice. Afterwards, we sat around, had some had some food, came back. Wait, hang and on. Then, I'm I'm confused. I'm uh, sorry. 
you had a work party because a bunch of family members have birthdays around the same time, and you went down and did some yard work. Down where? What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, down to down to Puyallup, where um, uh, where Wendy's family is. So we went down to. Um, and you did um, like their parents' yard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We, okay. Yeah, I thought. We, okay. Yeah. Just we just you know by the time we got down there with our dogs and everything, they had there were so many people at the work party that it was done. Like they were right, done in right, like right, right. forty minutes. So. Um, so we, we hung out and, and chatted, but they had cake and stuff because, and you know, I, they gave us some cards and, and it was, uh, it was good. The, what, the thing I like about, um, about father's day and my birthday is I, I get a pass from, um, my wife and my son for all the dumb things that I do and say, like they, they don't, they don't call me out when I really should be called out on those days. Right. <laughs> they, right. I'll say something or I'll do something. And, and they, you know, they kind of, they, they, they kind of just, you know, they kind of let that go. Um, and uh, to, to the point where you think, yeah, you know what? I, I'm doing better. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. You know, that, that actually is kind of a special thing. I've kind of figured it out, but they, they're, they were just being awesome to me. Yeah, um, and I, it's not it's not a favor when when you're not it's never a favor when you're not called out for something. It's always because it's just reinforcing bad behavior. So um, it was it was it was a nice couple of days. But uh, but now I'm I'm uh, it's like when Dave called you out last week for conspiracy. Conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. No, it's um, it was good. I, I felt doted upon. And that was uh, that was nice. That wow. is nice. That's very nice. And you deserve that. Well, thank we, you. Given the given the hot weather and everything, I'm actually at least for my kids, I'm glad that I got the the pool up and working. But I will say this: I don't I don't enjoy having a pool. This is not a pleasurable experience for me in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. It is stressful because there's a pump and there's a filter to manage and there's the thing, the skimmer, the automatic skimmer that's supposed to pull things out of the water. And half the time that's clogged and not working. And, Oh, I put too much of this in and oh, I got to get this chemical out of there and let me put some of this stuff in and there's stuff called shock and you got to put the shock in, but then you can't get in the pool after a while. And then it's pushing on different sides of the pool in weird ways. And I'm wondering if it's going to buckle and explode, even though it's brand new and I paid a lot of money for it. And then my family finally talked me into getting into the pool. I got in the pool. It's four feet deep. So four feet on a six foot five guy is not that fun. You're you're standing up to your belly button. Yeah, you feel much. like you're standing in waist deep water, and it's eighteen feet across. So by the time I try to like swim from one side to the other, I get to wave my arms twice, and I'm there. There's it, it's nothing. It's a great for them. Again, I'm glad my kids have it and everything. I, and I'm already. It's been up for two weeks. I'm already completely stressed about how the hell we're going to drain the damn thing, where we're going to store it, all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm so up in my head over this thing. I just hate it now. I hate, I hate this pool. <laughs> the trampoline was a piece of cake. You put the trampoline up, kids go jump on it forever. So you hate swimming pools and America. I do. I do. I do. But I'm pro trampoline, apparently, because uh, we put that up. The kids jump around on it. They get lots of enjoyment out of it. I'm going to leave it outside until it just rusts and falls completely apart in a couple years. I don't care because it's I'm not taking that thing back down again. But the pool, nah. Steve, you'll see. I mean, the the, the when Zach gets in that thing and lays across it, he will be able to touch his toes to one side and his hands to the other. It's it's stupid. It's dumb. Um, I, I'm I, I'm going to come over and do some laps. 
you, gonna, you, you do that. I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I wonder. I'm wondering how many laps I have to do to do my normal and routine. I, on top of everything else. On top of everything else, I get my 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 PUD. That's our our Puget Sound or our um, electricity and water company. I get my PUD bill this month, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? We don't. We're not using a heater. What? Why is my bill through the roof? And then I look. It's water consumption because I had to fill the stupid pool. So on everything, on top of everything else, it cost me a buttload of money this month just to get the pool filled up so that I could you hate it. Should have been uh, saving water all year. Yeah. So what, what's what's through the roof? Because I feel like when I get the water bill, and I and I've been watering my lawn uh, like a ton and still taking showers and washing dishes and all that stuff. When when my water habits go, they spike. I feel like my water bill goes up like um, sixty cents. You know, so, like I, so I, I, I will just, I, our average monthly bill is somewhere between 150 to $250 and that's water and electricity combined this month. It was $550. And, okay. And we didn't, we use less electricity. If anything, we did not use more electricity because we've, it's been until this heat wave we're going through, it's been nice enough to where we can keep the windows open and that's what cools our house down. We don't need to use a lot of our heat pump or anything like that. So it was a substantial bump. Now, on top of that, we have also been watering the garden that we have. We've got some sprinklers that we can turn on and they're just in-ground sprinklers. So that's been using some water as well. But it's it was a substantial increase. It doubled our bill. Oh my God, that just that totally just reminded me. And, and that is a big, in, that's a huge increase. I, I mean... I, I'm sorry. So pool, I, pools are stupid. I, I'm never, I, I can't, I can't. And that's the thing. I can't even say I'm never getting a pool again. Cause I have a pool. You can't, the pool doesn't go away. I'm right. going to have to take it down. I'm going to have to dismantle it in the, in the winter. And then I'm going to have to do it all over again. Cause my kids are going to know that we have a pool. No, and it'll probably point, get stolen once you've, when you're once away. You've gotten rid of it. Then you can say you'll never get it again. But it's in the it's in our crawl space, like or a garage or wherever we put it. We're no, gonna have no. it. So you set it on <laughs> fire with fireworks, Dave. <laughs> Dave, I am almost certain that that pool is gonna get stolen when you go on vacation. I hope so. I I I know what you're saying. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Say no more. But I really do hope it gets stolen. I hope my house is robbed and they take everything of value that I have, as long as they take the pool. Could you imagine the thief? That shows up, takes the pool down properly, yeah, and and steals it properly, yeah, and yeah, what and a there's nice a, guy that there's all be. these little things too, and we won't stick on the pool for too long. But there's all these little things too of like when you're putting the pool together, it says as you f feed the PVC through the like lining of the pool, you should put some talc powder on it as well, and it says so that when you go to dismantle it for winterizing it's easier to get the tubes out of the liner. Why well, didn't have any, like, I don't, we, yeah. we don't talcum have powder, not included. We don't have babies anymore. And, and I don't have a lot of talc powder, <laughs> talcum powder laying around. So I was just like, ah, forget it. As long as they can slide in, I don't care. And so I slid them all in that I'm up in my head about that too. Well, guess what? When it comes time to take this thing down for the winter, I'm not going to be able to get any of those out of there. And I'm probably going to tear the liner. And like, I just, it's me. I know it's me, but the, the way my brain is wired it's just one giant burden that I'm now carrying around while my kids splash around in it and make noise right outside the window. I'm trying to do work in. <laughs> wow. That's lovely. Could you be any more curmudgeon? I know. Right. I know. This is what I'm saying. Like, 
the fireworks like I, I don't this is what I'm telling you guys I don't outside of my family themselves which on a good day this is the case outside of my family I don't know what brings me joy anymore I'm trying yeah, to so really I was, I was just I'm so glad you said that because that was what I was gonna ask you like what brings you joy and it, it's weird how the older you get the fewer things actually bring you joy and for me right now it's like the 10 minute power nap yeah that i'll just take sure. and, and I, when i take i don't even like my family will not be quiet for a nap at all they're not even a little bit so i i lower my expectations to nothing if not one of them's bouncing something off of my head while i'm just closing my eyes i consider it i consider it good and and that that's where i get my joy I, I enjoy I enjoy watching because the region that we're in it's our team I enjoy watching a good Seahawks game, that's about where it stops. I don't I don't I, I as far as outside of my immediate family, I don't really like my family anymore. I don't really I don't want to hang out with people anymore. The pandemic has sort of ruined me as far as like I have now spent the, the last eighteen twenty months in isolation and. I've gotten used to it. I'm kind of okay with it now. I, I could easily, if I didn't have a family, I could easily be a hermit. I could pull that off, no problem at all. I'd be totally fine with it. Ruined you or honed you? Right, exactly. Yes. Now, 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 you're like two to three comments away from an elf showing up at your door and teaching you the true spirit of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. That's that, right. That, that is you're, true. you're like any, any minute, like somebody's going to knock at your door and say, oh, hello, Mr. Johnson, please come with me. And you'll be like, what? I'm not leaving my house. Yes, you are. And yeah. then you're, and all of a sudden you're like, right. Then you're going to find out what the world's like if you had never existed. Yeah. And then a bell rings and a, angel gets its wings and oh god you know to somebody that has depression that movie um it, it, it's great but also <laughs> you can't help but think you your ver the version of the movie that you're playing in your head the everybody everybody's life is so much yeah, better yeah yeah totally that's uh, hey somebody write that down we should do it's a wonderful life for our christmas show this year we'll figure it out Ooh, good idea i will put it on the note to sell. everybody everybody has done such a great job all my friends have achieved everything that they wanted to because i'm not around <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just I I don't know. It's it, Tracy. It is tough because the <laughs> I am self-aware enough to know that I've got a good thing, and uh, there are lots of people who are a lot worse off than I am. But as far as like finding, it, it used to be something as simple as like build a bonfire and get with your friends and drink some beer. And now I just think like, well, I paid a lot of money for this house. If an ember from a fire were to get on the house and burn it down, like I can't. And and yeah, I don't. Man, beer's got carbs in it. I'm not going to have any <laughs> any beer right now. And plus, yeah, hey, friends come over. I got to figure out exercise to yeah, get those calories my off. My friends come over. I got to figure out how to entertain them. I got to explain uh, to them that the yeah. toilet doesn't work. It's supposed to make that weird noise that it's making, but don't poop in that one because it's not powerful enough to suck it down. And like, I got all these things going on. Like, and that's just if I wanted to just build a bonfire and have some people over and drink some beer. I'm still well, there. You know what? If you had Phil over, he'd fix your toilet problem, <laughs> I'm sure. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, the, the, we uh, one thing I did this week, and thank you for asking, The um, was uh, the- Now, uh, hold on just a minute. You back up. Because we did sort of ask. We asked about 4th of July coming up. That was your That was your opportunity to spin it to whatever you wanted. 
I'm sorry that you just complained about not being able to light up your illegal fireworks and moved on. He has, he has some ID, ideas for some Doctor Who episodes he wants to walk you through. What'd you do this week, no, dickhead? Well, well, the um, I'm glad you asked, actually. Thank you. See, uh, what you were talking about was actually kind of like hit me square in the face about like like what brings you joy. So we sat down with like financial planners right. this week and sort of honing and in, in organizing and... Uh, optimizing our financial plan toward you know pre-retirement that kind of thing and i'm i'm well away and and i'm you know i'm doing i'm doing okay i'm not like a rockefeller or anything you know but i can buy a stamp or something without you know without being worried about it and so um so the the financial planner is like well how do you how do you envision your uh retirement like what what kind of things do you like to do uh avoid avoid pain yeah 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 and i'm like i'm just and, and he's got like little he's like he's trying to cue me like what do you what do you what do you enjoy do you do you do you enjoy and i'm like uh, no um yeah. no they're like well you must want to travel together i'm like together with who yeah and he's like well your oh. family and i'm like uh Oh God! You just filled that guy's anecdote bucket. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's talking about you left and right. Yeah, because I'm like, well, I mean, how much if, how much would it be if like we were all going on different vacations? Yeah, like not with each other, but with with. Yeah, other, your your other... family has basically gotten to the late stages of Motley Crue's career where they couldn't get along at all, so they all had separate tour buses. That's where you guys are at. You're all yeah, in separate. Yeah, we are pretty much right there. And I kind of like to think of myself as the Nikki Six of yeah, duh. this family. Yeah. I've always said that. Um, but um, yeah, so th that was kind of confronted in in financial dollars. I didn't really see my life kind of. Uh, I didn't want to see my life actually thrown at me in uh, in numbers like that. And so it kind of surprised me. And so I thought, well. So I said, well, um, maybe I'll die early. No, there's that. And he's right. like, well, there you go. There's some, there's some optimism. So <laughs> one can hope. Yeah. So that, that, that was one of the things I did this week. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, we're getting to the age now where we're not that far off from that retirement. You really do start to think about it. And again, just like anything else, most people would look forward to retirement with joy and wonder as far as think, imagine all the things we'll get to do. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what that's going to, I don't know what it'll be. I have no idea what I want to do when I retire and I'm getting close enough now. I should probably know, but I don't, I have no idea. Steve, what do you want to do when you retire? Avoid pain. Perfect. That's really, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm aiming for. Um, I, yeah. I'd uh, I'd like to not be bothered, and uh, and I'd like to avoid pain. Well, let's let's avoid any more of this pain. We're gonna take a quick break on the Dave and Steve show. We'll be right back after this. Hello, nature lovers. I'm here to tell you about a wonderful new recording from Douse Records. It's called Tracy Green Does Exotic Birds, and it's how I relax after a stressful workday. Just listen. The white speckled dovetail. Caw! 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 The Midwestern three-footed finch. Eee! Eee! The Icelandic rubber beak. They're beautiful creatures, aren't they, folks? And now, for a very limited time, you can get them all on one disc brought to you by Dos Records. Here are 
couple more samples of the serenity you'll experience. The blue-tailed pelican. Uh, pee-pee. The Peruvian two-toed parakeet. Caw, caw, caw. Life is stressful. Why not let Tracy take you on a flight to the far reaches of this great planet with some of the most beautiful bird calls you'll ever hear? The stiff-nippled Nordic robin. The fire-faced French owl. Uh, of an owl. If you're like me, you'll lose yourself in the calm that is Tracy Green does exotic birds. Act now, and we'll throw in Tracy Green does farm animals at no additional charge. Okay, I'm not doing any farm animals. It's a very common question to ask if you think that there is life on other planets. The probability seems within reach when you look out at the sheer number of stars that are visible from the night sky. The 1938 science fiction novel, Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis, went further on this notion and assumed that life did exist beyond our planet, and that even within our solar system, all the life that was discovered lived in harmony, except for one planet. Earth itself was the one planet that nobody had heard from because of our disharmony with the rest of the universe. Maybe the question shouldn't be whether there is life out there, but rather, is there any life down here? This has been Tracy's I Really Doubt Octopuses Are Space Aliens. Minute. That was as deep as the octopus's garden. That was... (laughs) That was pretty deep, Tracy. That was a that was a that was a tough one to listen to this this week because uh, I feel like now I need to do some some self awareness, self assessment, self something. Hey, er, er, huh? Octopuses. Yes. Since I completely butchered what I was trying to say there, let me just move on to the octopus for a moment. <laughs> uh, my octopus teacher. I finally finished watching that. It took a long time to watch it because I couldn't watch it with my kids in the room because they're like, "This is boring. I don't want to watch this." And did he to... just get to the end? Did he get, have relations with the octopus or not? He <laughs> he came dangerously close. The weirdness, like, listen, beautiful documentary, well shot, amazing to look at. Can't believe this guy sort of filmed it on his own. It, it's it's incredible, and the way he put it all together tells a great story, but you cannot get away f- from the fact that this guy was way too close to that octopus. It was just, it was weird. He went and visited her, he calls her a her, every single day for well over a year. So are the little, like, Cheerio-shaped hickeys all over his body and in weird places. I mean, you can see it in the in the uh, documentary. If so, I there, mean, you'd be able to th- see it. There are scenes where, like, he's you know, because he's diving, so he he doesn't have a shirt on. Obviously, just like Steve, there are scenes where the octopus is like sitting on his chest and he's like stroking the octopus while it like wraps its tentacles all around him. So, so here's a question that I'm immediately wondering: What is getting to second base on an octopus? <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, but then third third base involves ink. Having having said all of that, then we get to the point where, uh, well, I don't even want to spoil it. Then we get to the end of the movie, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about the end of the movie other than to say, for all the shit I gave that movie the entire time, 
I got emotional at the end. Oh, it's a great movie. It's it's really a great movie. It's set up really well. Like it's a, uh, I don't I don't know. I but I man. So you've seen the whole thing, Steve? Yeah. It's weird, right? I mean, it, it like again, even some of the things he discovers about uh, octopus. It they say like you know scientists hadn't even discovered that yet. This is new behavior because they're still just such they're such mysterious animals and so they exhibit all these behaviors that, that they so even from that standpoint really cool but it was weird it was weird how close this guy got to an octopus like that, I, I i mean i i when when i was watching it, i was like that guy that guy really <laughs> I think I really like that octopus. <laughs> I, it's I, the I same way I felt when like ET was riding in the basket on the uh, on the bicycle. It's just like that. Yeah. It's it's, it's the basket of euphemism. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what. <laughs> All right. Enough of this. Yeah. Let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, dozens of baby squid from Hawaii are in space for study. The baby Hawaiian bobtail squid was raised at the University of Hawaii's uh, Kualo Marine Laboratory and was blasted into space earlier this month on a SpaceX resupply mission to the International Space Station. You know, there's a bunch of lonely astronauts up there just enjoying the squids just like they got they've seen the octopus one they're like hey a squid isn't that far off from an octopus we're alone up here send us some squid <laughs> right that all they did they ordered calamari yeah <laughs> and they and they did not send them the calamari appetizer from outback steakhouse you guys both calamari fans you like the calamari when it's done right it's uh can be fantastic when it's yeah. not it can be disastrous so let's dig a little deeper here <clears throat> aside from whether it's cooked properly i meaning raw or rubbery or whatever what do you what's good calamari to you texture wise cooking wise where what do you want uh savory but not too chewy <laughs> Exactly. It can't be overdone because it'll get rubbery and chewy. It's got you. You have to break it down. It, one of the things that they that when when you're eating octopus, they tell you after you catch it, um, after you kill it and catch it in the in the ocean, you want to bring it out and you want to flash freeze it as much as possible because it'll break down some of the muscle in it. Um, and I think that might be true for because I, I think calamari is also a cephalopod. Um, and, and it's, it's similar enough that you would want to freeze it to break it down. Dave, where are you on this? Where I'm at is I was trying to keep this really lively and Steve actually made himself fall asleep while he was trying to explain how to cook a squid. <laughs> so bring it back. Come on, get with us here. You're I don't want to, you're going to want to take that space squid. You're going to want it. You're going to want to, you know, wrap he, it around a couple of sparklers. Some 4th he of July literally fell asleep on his hand because well, I was <laughs> trying to think of the word. And I think cephalopod, I think cephalopods. He, right he had bored himself two thirds yeah, into yeah, what he was talking about. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were man. like, oh, there's no road roadmap back from this. I don't... <laughs> well, it's one of the things when you know the answer and you have to get there and, and you, you got to take everybody that's with you with you. And I'm sorry about that. That's right, right. To everybody, that's right. everybody listening you know, on their little podcast machines. Uh, sorry about that. 
I like researcher my researcher co- Jamie like my, Foster. Oh, we're not going to find out how I like my calamari. All right, move on. Or not? That's great. Who completed her doctorate at the University of Hawaii is studying how space flight affects the squid in hopes of bolstering human health during long space missions. The squid has a symbiotic relationship with natural bacteria that help regulate their bioluminescence. Foster said. Plus, we're pretty sure they're space aliens. Well, they <laughs> they found a whole bunch of that like. I don't know how you like those little single cell organisms that are just kind of in orbit around um, the planet that kind of attach themselves to like these, these Russian spacecraft that were out there. Um, and they were kind of surprised by that. And they, they think that those are the things that kind of got knocked into uh, um, you know, like knocked into the water and kind of started life is what the, the one of the prevailing theories is. So I'm wondering if, if it if the research has anything to do with the stuff that they're pulling in from outside of the um outside of the space stations can you imagine how many of those things are spattered on the on the windshield of that tesla that's up there oh so many it's all over the place i would not ride in that tesla again yeah that's tough squeegee that off That's- Our second story surveillance video helped police get to the bottom of a series of vehicle break-ins in a town of Thornton, New Hampshire. Home security footage captured the bandit opening the door of a vehicle and then crawling inside. Police believe the black bear was rummaging for food and that the bear is responsible for damaging many other vehicles. I've said it before. We we've we've had we have a bear in our neighborhood. It's been spotted a few times on cameras even this year. They are kind of rad creatures in that they can stand up on their back feet. They can look like humans a little bit. They're they're huge and beautiful. Holy shit, are they a pain in the ass. If you have a bear that is screwing with your neighborhood, beca- how do you stop a bear unless you're going to get fish and wildlife involved and have them come in and trap and relocate the bear or you're just going to shoot it, which nobody wants to do, obviously. You do drown it in your swimming pool. Yeah, there's no way to... And they are... Man, they tear up garbage cans. Like, in this case, they open car doors. They... We had one not far up the street from us where they... The, the bear actually sort of climbed up on the side of the camp trailer and, like, ripped the window open on the camp trailer to try and get at stuff that was inside the camp trailer. Like, they cause all sorts of damage and stuff. It's... I don't. Yeah, I, they're like uh, drunk teenagers. Yeah, yeah, they're like really. So, go ahead, Steve. I've been to enough Russian circuses. Yeah. That I know if you leave a couple of tiny bicycles, right? Out, they'll just get on them and they'll ride away. Yeah. After they put on a tutu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to leave a tutu out for them, or do they do they come uh, with one? Or it's that, better it's better if you thing? do. If they have, if they have to make it, it means they're just going to stick around longer. That's right. But, yeah, yeah. That's uh, all right. You can so, make the taffeta available. You know, <laughs> taffeta and gossamer, and they'll they'll make the tutu themselves. But you, you got to leave it out for them. Do you, I have so many questions about this? But we'll we'll definitely <laughs> maybe we'll cover that in our. Uh, our uh, black bear minute uh, next week. Our third story, German police have appealed Friday for information about possible owners of two 17th century paintings discovered in a highway rest stop dumpster. Police said a 64-year-old man found the oil paintings at a rest stop 
uh, near Orenbach in central Germany last month. He later handed them into the police in the western city of Cologne. An initial assessment by an expert concluded that the two paintings were originals. One is a self-portrait by Pietro Bellotti, showing the Italian artist smiling during uh, in his dated at 1665. The other is a portrait of a boy by the 17th century Dutch artist Samuel von Hoogstraten, and the date is unknown. This is another one of those things. Growing up, I feel like every other week I was hearing the story of somebody finding like a Picasso. They bought it at a garage sale. It had a different painting on the top of it, but when they ripped that canvas away, there was a Picasso underneath. Seemed like it happened all the time. I don't know anybody who's ever found a famous painting or an even semi-famous painting. I feel like maybe the United States isn't the best place to find this stuff, but those yard sales that I would hear about were always United States-based yard sales. I don't was, Go ahead. It was an episode of Silver Spoons when they found <laughs> they found that one and they started to peel it back and they like I think this is a Picasso and they ruined the painting but they found that it was a Peter Casso paint by numbers <laughs> painting that somebody had just used reused the frame for some for something better they Peter Casso yeah yeah Peter Casso's paint by numbers was that a real silver spoons episode that was a real silver spoons episode for real that was yeah um i'll 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 send it to you you can watch it on your Pluto tv or and you could you could watch it you could watch it if we could get our 80s streaming service off the ground imagine just being able to fire it up tonight now on your on your 80s streaming service that is nothing but 80 shows that i came up with and is my idea and nobody steal it but imagine that and tonight you could just be watching silver spoons because it's a show from the 80s okay that show exists you can fire up anything on demand tell me the first half hour or hour spent is watching what Oh, of the 80s? Hardcastle and McCormick, without a doubt. Just for the theme song alone. <laughs> I was going to say the theme song. Was really yeah. Oh. That's, oh. So would you consider that one of the best TV theme songs ever? Well, now let's be <laughs> No. Oh, I mean, yes and no. It was the perfect epitome of that time period because it was such a cheesy 80s song. But I wouldn't I wouldn't call it like a quality song necessarily. But yeah, I mean, it was it was good. It was that what? Survivor style, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, but I really have to know this right now. Like what what is what are like your favorite TV theme songs, uh, Dave and Tracy? I got to know. So, so it's weird. And I wouldn't call this my favorite. But it, what I will say is the theme song, because my wife likes the show. I like the show. We watch it a fair amount. Uh, Friends. Friends has yeah. a an opening. I'll, I'll give you an, and I'll trust me. This all makes sense in a second. The I watch The Office all the time. My son loves The Office. We watch The Office all the time. One of the most grating pieces of intro music ever. I any chance I get, I skip that song immediately. And I'm talking the U.S. Office. But Friends, I can listen to that song every time, and I'm somehow okay with it. I don't mm -hmm. mind that song at all. And so as far as like. Do I have a favorite? Back in the day, I used to like the, as Tracy said, the Baywatch theme song because that was the dude who used to sing for the first Survivor. That was Jimmy Jameson or whatever his name was. Yeah. And he I'll like, be ready. yeah, I dug that song at that period yeah. in my life. But I can't think of any song right now from a from a TV show that I just think, wow, I love that song. What about you, Steve? Oh, go ahead. I Tracy. have a love hate 
relationship with uh, Bosom Buddies as a theme because Billy Joel's My Life is a really classic uh, a song, call. but yeah, that yeah. wasn't Billy Joel's version. Yeah. So I, when I hear it, I like, I like the song, but I'm always thinking about how it's not quite as good uh, as it could be, but uh, nothing. I, I still think for me, the King of the Hill um, is uh, still at the top for me. And, to pull and it back to Roger Klein, which we were talking about in the, the during the break. Absolutely, and it's a it's an instant classic, and we found we never skip it. Yeah, yeah, I do like that song, Steve. How about wait, well, wait, hang on before before we get to you, and this could play a commercial, and I hope it doesn't. So let's find out here. Uh, but before we get to Steve, let me just see if this works. Uh, it's buffering. Give it one second here. <laughs> Lots of slow motion shots of the car. Yeah, the car was the top build. So cheesy, yeah. But I mean, say what you want. They they built a song like that had a, had a strong chorus. It's it's well done. Like, and it, it's called Drive. I mean, come on, it's about cars. So Steve, how about you? Go ahead. I love TV theme songs. I I, lo I love a lot of them. There's a lot. There's there's a few that I can't stand. Like, um, uh, show uh, me that smile again. Show me that uh, smile. Uh, that's I, I can give or take that one. It, the one that I really don't like. I really don't like Starsky and Hutch. I just hate that theme song because it's just it's just a train wreck of a theme song. It's like somebody put together and it's it's mixed poorly. It's horrible. Um. The Monsters is one of my favorite theme songs. Oh yeah, um, just yeah. because it's a cool riff and it's kind of I mean, a surf. It's kind of a surf song a little very, bit there. Yeah, yeah. very very kind much of ven though. ventures style. Yeah, um, and I loved uh, like the Fall Guy theme song. I really uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, and Rockford Files, you were always into that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Fall Guy theme so song is just it's just a talky thing about about um it basically just explains the premise of the song and i i had to explain this to zach about theme songs and why they were important like like if you didn't watch the theme song to gilligan's island you were confused yeah yeah, yeah. what the hell is going on okay hang hang on hang on let's see if this works well i'm not the kind to kiss and tell but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a nine. Okay, hang on. This is really him singing, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, Lee Majors. Okay. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field. Gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. Yeah, it sounds like you wrote it, too. Um, but... <laughs> This is, it's also from the day so and age. The, wait, the Lee Majors, is he talking about Bo Derek? Yes. Yeah, he's, ta yeah. he's, he's talking about Farah. He's dropping yeah. all these Yeah, names. I heard that, but the Bo Derek, that, did yeah. he really, is that is he just bragging? Is he talking out of school? or uh, He's he's talking about being a, um, a, a stuntman. He's, that's all he's, he's talking about. That's the character he plays as a stuntman. So he's been with all these women as a stuntman. But to your point, Steve, like he is, he is weaving a tale through that song. So that intro is two minutes and 40 seconds long. You had to sit through two minutes and 40 seconds of the same song every single week to watch your episode. 
Exactly. And the same thing with BJ and the bear. Now I hate, I hate to bring it back to BJ and the bear, but if you didn't listen to BJ and the bear, the theme song, you were confused. You had no idea what the hell was going on. This is so bad. <laughs> I'm just picturing me like just tapping my foot in the living room as I'm watching. This. And that dude sang it too. Greg Evigan sang the song for the that. The best part is they're showing clips of like him goofing around with the monkey. The, excuse me, the chimp in the front seat, and he's yeah. like reaching over and tickling him, but being very deliberate not to make eye contact with him oh. as he. That chimpanzee. Had had enough of, of BJ's antics. Oh my God. Oh, um, yeah. So the, I mean, the theme songs I really like. So I'm I'm driving down the road the other day, and I have my I have my collection of music on shuffle. Well, the Love Boat theme comes on, and I pull up next to um, and I'm and I'm playing it loud. I pull up next to a car that is uh, that it's it's there. Um, it's a convertible, and it it starts playing and I just casually look over at him. <laughs> yeah, but that's that this is the instrumental. But the part where where they sing. Well, hold on, right here. Exciting and new. So I'm lip syncing this entire song at this red light, and we we both we both missed the cue for the green light, and somebody honked behind, <laughs> and the guy just waved at me. <laughs> it was a great afternoon. Um, it no, is I, a it I, is listen it is a theme songs like maybe they do, I don't watch a lot of sitcoms anymore. I don't I just don't. I've I've moved on from sitcoms. It's not really my thing, so I don't know if they still have theme songs but like not a lot because they don't have a lot of shows about eight castaways on a on a desert island that needs to be explained every right day. exactly yeah. and they and just don't and and it takes up a, it takes up a lot of real estate two minutes out of a 23 minute show right they took that out of there you'll get just a snip of a of of an introduction so you know it's the beginning of the show well, yeah, also, that's yeah. reserved for the pilot now in in the in the day and age of the internet, you can look up the premise of any show that you get. You know, you're 28 episodes in. You're like, what is this even about? You can just quickly look on your phone. I'm watching a show which is fantastic. Both of you highly recommended. It's called Mister In Between. It's on uh, Hulu, uh, but it's I think it airs on I don't know FX or something like that. Fantastic Australian show about. It's a really hardcore, gritty, violent piece about um, an Australian hitman who also is a divorced father of one. And sort of how he juggles between those two. And that's why it's called Mr. In Between. I, I got into an episode going like, I don't know why, who is the little girl? Is that his daughter? What's going on? Yeah. If I had had a theme song that could have explained that whole thing, I would have known oh, right away. Exactly. Because yeah. I, I remember when I was like, wait, Mrs. Livingston, she's the housekeeper. She's yeah. not his wife. Yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> 
you need that for um you, you need that for uh buck rogers okay yeah, yeah. You, you you need it for um you, you definitely need to be caught up on on everything <laughs> But on this, on this, on this, Mister In Between, they could have had a nice montage of like him buying his daughter an ice cream cone, and then in the next scene, putting somebody through a wood chipper. Like I would have got it right away, and it would have been a nice little back and forth with lots of freeze frames of him smiling at the camera as he's shoving like a leg into the wood chipper. Yes. It would have all worked yes. out great. That but... was some nice like horn section uh, organized by like Mancini yeah. in the yeah. background. Yeah, I'm sorry, yes. Tracy. You were talking about squids. Go ahead. Uh, no, our four story fifteen. Hours, nine waffles, and one upset stomach later, a man from Mississippi completed his punishment for finished last in his fantasy football league. Thousands on social media joined Lee Sanderlin as he live-tweeted his uh, journey, fulfilling his penalty, which required him to spend 24 hours at a waffle house in Brandon, Mississippi. Oh, God. That's, that's terrible. This is how this is this kind of stuff, though. This is how people die. And I'm not saying this in particular. I'm just saying it's always some wacky shit like this. where like, hey, if you drink your body weight in water, we'll give you a Nintendo 64. And they have some radio promotion. And then like three people die because they get water poisoning. This is the kind of stuff you got to be really careful with because you can. It's kind of funny. So he was told he's got to spend 24 hours here, but he could take one hour off for every waffle he ordered ordered and ate or just ordered? yeah ordered I... and ate okay so right. yeah so for every waffle he ate however an hour was shaved off the clock oh i'd be out of there in like three hours yeah i just <laughs> i just eat the waffles waffles I'd man be... waffles pancakes it's one of those things every time every time i've i rarely have either one of them but every time i do i get a stack of a dozen pancakes because I'm just like, oh man, pancakes, they smell so good. I can't wait. I'm going to eat all these. I take three bites. They are so incredibly filling that I'm done. You're and sick, I've, You're sick of them. I've just got a pile <laughs> of soggy sponge in front of me because I can't eat it. Like eating even five waffles, that's a lot. If they're, if they're light and fluffy and you don't bog them down with a bunch of uh, butter and with like syrup, a bunch of butter and syrup, you could you could do it. You could. Yeah, you could I could you really could see it. me front loading the butter a little bit there, yeah. and then like backing off around number four and number five. Got, so, gotta create that slip and slide. So in the in the in the tweets, he had taken pictures of himself, and he's a big guy. Fifteen hours he was there because he uh, no shit nine <laughs> nine waffles. So he had uh, said, "Quitters never win, and winners never quit." And then his final tweet uh, for this. Uh, uh, in the final hours, he said, I'm full of waffles, but devoid of life. Man, I'll tell you guys what, when I went through my phase of like late teens, early 20s, where I wasn't playing sports anymore and I was really packing the weight on, one of the worst habits that I got into is, again, kid of the 80s, I would get Eggo waffles or my mom would buy Eggo waffles at the store. And then I would get up, well, not get up, I wasn't even in bed yet, but at like 11 p.m. at night or midnight. I would go into the kitchen and I would make a stack of like eight Eggo waffles and they're relatively small, but eight of those things stacked up together. And in between each Eggo, I would smother butter and it wasn't even butter. It was like margarine. I would smother margarine <laughs> between each one of them. And then I would pour maple syrup all over the top. And then I'd take that to my room and I would eat that. Like, And then I would be, of course, so tired that then I'd go to sleep. Like <laughs> I'd fall asleep. And chances are... <laughs> 
I would wash it all down with Mountain Dew as I was eating Eggo waffles, which are the worst. No, there's nothing nutritious about an Eggo waffle whatsoever. And then you put margarine and shitty. There probably is some fiber there. Dime so store, you, yeah, dime store maple syrup on top of it, and wash it all down with a Mountain Dew. Like, no wonder I climbed up to three bills by the time I yeah, was that's, done. Yeah, uh, six thousand calories a day. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's just what uh, that uh, great. That who's the swimmer guy? Damn it, uh, Michael Phelps. Uh, Luganus. Yeah, Michael Phelps. That's what. That's oh. what that Phelps guy is eating. He's that's that's all he eats when he's when he's swimming. Just Bruce, stack Bruce of Jenner eggos. Was not a swimmer. Yeah. Hey. Oh, Airwolf. Airwolf was a good TV theme song too. By the way, you gotta gotta listen to that one. <laughs> well, uh, now you're gonna have to give me a minute because I closed everything down. I'll go, but uh, let's. Uh, Airwolf was the one with Jan Michael Vincent. That's Airwolf right. was the one where if you hear the stories about it, uh, Jan Michael Vincent was so drunk half the time that they would literally have to put his hand on their hand on Jan Michael to hold him up. They would yell action. He would stagger in place, but deliver his lines, and then they would call cut and immediately grab him before he fell over. So the fact that he was able to make a TV show of any kind. So there's Airwolf intro, and then there's Airwolf original soundtrack theme extended version. I'm going to try intro, and we're going to see what happens here. Well, right now it's an ad that we don't need to listen to the music for, but oh, it's for Gray's Lawnmower. Have you guys seen this? No. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Works. This it is a solar-powered uh, Roomba for your lawn, basically. And I, I've oh, really looked yeah. into these, but they're expensive as hell. Okay, here we go. I'm going to hit skip ad. Goosebumps immediately. little repetitive on that one i i have to say the uh the reason that one works so well is because they're showing this helicopter doing all sorts of badass things while and you're that's listening to all the, you have yeah. to watch you don't you yeah. have to watch the show good lord you're gonna watch ernest borgnine drag jan michael vincent's <laughs> ass around <laughs> all day no no and i think that show was an hour so you know, they could it's, it's all hard. the cool stuff into the one like once you've watched a lot of late 60s and early 70s b westerns where ernest borgnine plays a really creepy creepy yeah. guy guy in all of them it's really hard to see him in in anything anymore but uh (laughs) listen everybody says this about the generation that they grew up in or or had the most connection with i think about all those 80s shows and things like that what a great time because cocaine ruled the world every executive was ganked out on cocaine to the nth degree and they just green lighted every ridiculous, stupid idea that was possible. Like Knight Rider was a hit. So what if we had a Knight Rider that was in a in helicopter form, like a high tech yeah. helicopter that could fly around and had a really handsome guy that was that flew it all around. Like it was just anything went. it was the Wild West and it was great. And Knight Rider on a motorcycle was Street Hawk. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. It was all it was anybody yeah. had an idea and then they just like rammed it down your throats and various different whatever flavor they could come up with and then everybody hated it and they moved on to the next thing but it was great then barney miller became uh uh miami vice yeah it was a it was a, it was a real left turn but uh <laughs> you know that reminds me that's the news fellas great what was the miami vice theme song wasn't it like a glenn fry song or something it was um it was very um 
Am I just uh, thinking that it was, but it wasn't? There was, there was a lot of Glenn Fry in Miami Vice, yeah. but that was not the theme song. It was a, the Miami Vice theme song was very synthesizer driven. Oh, uh, that's right. With the know, seagulls. Giorgio Moroder. Yeah, I don't know. I just watched until the highlight part came on. Can I, I, yeah. Can, yeah. can I just say too? If we had any listener under the age of 30, we don't after tonight. <laughs> yeah, this this went... Uh... I killed it when I said Munsters. It's <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Anything else from you, Tracy? No. Steve, how about you? Uh, no. I, I hope everybody has a safe and happy uh, 4th. I, I, don't, I don't require you to have a safe one. That's, it's not of interest to me, but do have fun. All right, and uh, extra crispy. That's how I like my calamari, because neither you dickheads let me answer earlier on, so I'm going to say extra. I like it really crunchy. I just what did you do such this a week, Dave? eater. He doesn't want to eat any calamari. I didn't think you'd want it. I right? love calamari. I really do. But thanks for asking. Until next time, for Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you right here on the Dave and Steve Show. Dave and Steve.